Hello and welcome to episode 82 of the Massive Attack Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch, and with me is Joe. Hello, Mitch. Hello, how are you? Feels like we just did one of these. Really? Yeah. yeah. So, the continuation of the alphabet, we are up to the letter W. Now, we had a bit of a false start with V, actually not knowing anything about what we were talking about, but I think we know a little bit about this one. So, I we are so. W. If you know anything about us, you think W for wrestling? would probably come up, but we had to narrow that down a little bit, and you suggested wrestling video game. Yeah, I, I think if we'd have tried to do wrestling, we would have ended up with a three-hour podcast. And, and the rest. Yeah, I then thought maybe we should just do WWE wrestling, but then I thought, well, that's still a two-and-a-half-hour podcast. Mm. But I think following the theme of our podcast in general, wrestling video games might be a bit more down our listeners' alley. Mm-hmm. And my God, looking at this list, there has been a lot of wrestling lot, video games. A lot. Like, I thought I personally owned a lot, but then there was a lot of stuff on the list when I thought, no, I don't remember that one, or no, I didn't have that one. But shall we dive in and just look at some of the releases that there has been? Well, or shall we talk about our initial well, first my initial, I remember my, I, I was a fan of the WWF back in the day, back in the WrestleMania when it started. Sort of around vaguely. early 80s, I think 84, mid, mid, 85 would have been WrestleMania 1. Hogan, Bundy, and all those sort of people, Big John Studd. Yep. And I remember getting a for the Atari twenty six hundred, there was a Wrestle Challenge or Wrestle. It wasn't a WWE affiliated game. No, no. Do you know? Do you remember what it's called? Was it called Tag Team Wrestling or is that a different no, game? That's a, it wasn't that one. It was a painted muscly guy on the front. Or was it even muscles. just called Wrestling? No, it wasn't that one. No. But anyway, it, it was a bit shit. But it was a wrestling game on the Atari. There was no other. Comp- there was nothing else like it. Yeah. They didn't even look like people. No, I know. can remember having a wrestling game on the Atari, and I can kind of. Rem- remember that they were lobby pixels that were all one colour except for their trunks. Oh, I don't even know what the trunks and are I th- colours. Oh, really? I, I can oh, remember them just sort bad. of being pink blobs with brown blobs for tights or something like that and you press the button and if you were far away from them you would punch and if you were closer to them you would grab them and do a move. Yep, because you only had the one button on the Atari. Yeah, and I remember it being really cheesy but I do remember, like you, sitting there going, I'm a wrestling fan, I'm playing a wrestling game and that was all that mattered. So that was pretty much it for me when it comes to wrestling games until we'll get to where I come back into the wrestling games but yeah, for me that was pretty much it so I think you'll have to take it from here because you would have gone through the evolution of wrestling games, video games. Yeah, I think that was probably my first home console game. I can remember probably around 86 or 87 when I moved from South Australia to Victoria. And I can remember going to High Point Shopping Centre once and out the front of Safeway Supermarket back in the day, there was an arcade machine called Exciting Hour Pro Wrestling. And it was obviously a Japanese game, but I didn't know any of the characters that were in it because they were based on either Japanese wrestlers or American wrestlers that had made it big in Japan, kind of in that Tom Waits way. Yeah. But one of the names that always stuck out to me, there was a character that was based kind of an amalgam of the two road warriors, and he was called the Insane Warrior. And my parents would go and do the grocery shopping in High Point, and I'd be like, oh, I'll just wait out here and throw a couple of bucks in this arcade machine. And yeah, I think there was another character that was based on one of the Von Erics, either David or Kerry or something like that, that was kind of that long-haired 
good-looking American type guy. And there was this insane warrior who had a really cool running clothesline. But that, I think, was probably one of my first arcade wrestling games. Yep. I did have the Atari game, but I can't really remember exactly when that would have been. It probably would have been... 90 or 91. It was yeah, a later I, game I was thinking, in the Atari run. Well, I didn't get my Atari, I think, until Christmas 86. I think we worked out back when we did our A episode and we were discussing the Atari. So it was around that time. I also had a Sega Mega Drive and I had a game called Wrestle War on the Sega Mega Drive. Yeah, was that affiliated with any company? Or just no, again, thing? it was generic just wrestlers mm-hmm. and it was you know how you have your typical there's obviously a, a, I think probably an American Indian type character and yeah. angry foreigner from Europe or Stereotype. something like that stereotypes yes. yes but that I think was a little better than the Atari one at least because it had multiple buttons so you could do different moves so there yep. was like a grapple and a punch and you could do almost a special type move but I had that as well and then speaking of arcades again it was probably in the mid 90s that I started playing the the WWE games that they brought out in, actually it wouldn't have been 90s, it would have been 80s as well, when they brought out the, was it the Royal Rumble machine or was it Superstars, where you could do One of them was like the Street Fighter animated GIF. Oh, kind of like Mortal Kombat, no, not that one. And then there was one that was like the photos. Yeah, before that there was the one that was, yeah, the the good drawn drawn one, that I always used to play Big Boss Man, because Big Boss Man was my favourite when I was a kid, and then there was the -the over-the-top Mortal Kombat sort of animated photographs. I remember that one, there was a was a shop in the arcade, Tivoli Arcade in the city, and it sold like I think they did wrestling videotapes like tape tradies and things like that and they had that that arcade in there I yeah. do remember seeing well, that that was Wrestlemania the arcade game that one okay. was what that one was called and what I remember most about that was just the crazy animations you had Doink the Clown and he had an electric buzzer for a hand and he would handshake them and they'd do mm-hmm. that whole shaking screen and change colours and you'd see the skeleton inside yep. their opponent sort of thing and that featured Undertaker Bret Hart uh, yeah, Little Hearts come out yeah. of him didn't he or exactly mm. but other than that as well I think when I got my Super Nintendo I don't think it was on yeah it would have been Super Nintendo I think I had the the WWF Royal Rumble and I think it was Superstars of Wrestling as well back then Mm -hmm. and they were pretty good games as well because at that stage you know being a wrestling fan it was like wow we've got wrestling games where the characters kind of look like who they're meant to and you could do some pretty good moves in that so my love of wrestling I think ties in quite well with my love of video games but as it progressed I think I really went nuts and pretty much over my history of every console that I've owned I think I've had you know one or two wrestling games for every console I've owned and I have specifically bought consoles with the idea of I'm going to get this wrestling game for this console because I I don't think I ever would have had a Sega Saturn unless I bought I I had a friend that had a Saturn and he's like oh you know I'm selling my Saturn do you want it before I list it sort of thing and I was like yes I do because then I can jump on eBay and and buy my first Fire Pro game for Sega Saturn so how do you know about Fire Pro that's a Japanese game just for those who don't know I can't remember I think I'd probably heard about it through news groups on the internet. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how I came across Fire Pro. Maybe it was the early days of the internet, I think, and people were just raving about how good the Fire Pro games were. And I bought a copy from one of the... It wasn't even eBay, I don't think, at that stage. It was actually buying it through an American game place that would import them from Amer- uh, Japan to America, and then I bought it from America. So it cost me like some phenomenal amount of money to, to get it over to Australia. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Sega Saturn, I don't think, was like PAL or region... NTSC or whatever, so you could just buy whatever games for it. Now, this is Japanese? Yes. So the menus are in Japanese? Completely. Okay. And the other thing that's different in Japanese games that anyone that plays imported Japanese games, most games 
you move forward with the A button and back with the B button. Japanese games kind of is backwards. So when you're in menus and you try and press a button to start the game and it goes back to the, the home screen, you get used to that quite quickly <laughs> because mm. it becomes quite annoying. But anyway, maybe I'm jumping the gun. Did you want to go through our list of just how many wrestling games there are? We, we, we could, yeah. Now, we'll go by brand, all right? Okay. So let's say that Lucha Libre, the AAA, is probably the biggest Lucha Libre company in the world. I, I think they are the biggest. I don't think they are the oldest. I think CMLL is actually older, but I think AAA is the best. Well, they got a the game team. in 2010 for the Xbox and the PlayStation 3, and that's Lucha Libre AAA Heroes Del Ring. Which, unfortunately, was never released outside of the US and Mexico, okay. because I have tried to get a copy of this here in Australia and failed miserably. Yep, so there's brandless here. We have Wrestle Kingdom 1 and 2. Yep, and I own both of those on the PlayStation. There's Showdown Legends of Wrestling in 2004. Yes, and again, I <laughs> have that. And there's Legends of Wrestling 1 and 2. Yes. That's all. Pretty much that's a PlayStation 2 era. Yep. To all those games. ECW, the Extreme Championship Wrestling, which were a thing back in up until around the 2000s. Yes. Late mid to late 90s. Yeah, up to about 2000, 2001. And I think a claim with the people that did that, and it was very similar to one of the WWF games so at they the time. Had ECW Hardcore Revolution in 2000 and ECW Anarchy Rules. Now, I do remember, because ECW or Extreme Championship Wrestling was the other wrestling company, because there were people who were into WCW, there were people into WWF, and then there was ECW, and they were the more extreme fans as well. They, yep. uh, they were the cooler ones, they were the thing. And I do remember the news of a ECW game coming out and the next day a bunch of fans had gone to the acclaimed building and spray painted and defaced it saying you better be fucking good, it better be a good game. But it wasn't though no, unfortunately well. it was the same engine as they had for, I think it was WWF Attitude mm -hmm. and I had it on the PlayStation 1 and it just played exactly the same as the WWE game or WWF game at the time. Now I assume they wouldn't have the licensed music? No. Uh, no, I don't think they did. And that's a big thing about ECW was they used commercial yeah. songs. In, into Sandman for Sandman. They had Offspring for Raven. Yeah, and if you don't have that licensed music, it might as well be generic wrestlers. Yeah, it, it pretty much was generic wrestlers. And the, the sad thing is that ECW is obviously known for its hardcore wrestling and you didn't really have anything to match up with that in the video game so it was it was a bit of a letdown I never played the second one I only played the first ECW game yep but it's just more of a pause I mean not even 12 months apart so I'm assuming it's the same game yeah like I, I think it was too and things like yep. that TNA Total Non-Stop Action which is probably for a while the only competitor to WWF but they wouldn't even consider them competitors no it's, it, it's a smaller company but it's got television there they're doing okay they've got some good talent there but it's not no, nothing compared to the behemoths that is WWE. So they had three games, TNA Impact in 2008, an iOS game, TNA Wrestling in 2009, and another one in TNA Wrestling Impact in 2011. So not really much impact on the consoles. No, and I actually managed to pick up the TNA game, I, I think it was probably about a year after it was released, and I got the special edition that came with the game and a DVD that was the best of TNA, yep. and I paid the huge huge sum of $1, Ooh. and I kind of think I got what I paid for. Oh. Unfortunately, I had it on Xbox 360, and 
the PlayStation version had a bunch of extra modes such as Creator Wrestler and a bunch of other fun stuff, whereas the Xbox one didn't. So I was stuck with the idea of just playing with the TNA people. And at that time, it was kind of good to have Kurt Angle in a video game because he'd already jumped ship from WWE to TNA. And some of its gameplay is kind of good, but the story modes were just long and drawn out. And by the end of it, it was just an absolute button masher to get through beating the champions to finish the story. So it was a bit of a letdown. Now, a lot of these games, the evolution of wrestling games, got to a point where it's like once they'd nailed it, that sort of was the way to be. Like oh, as far definitely. as controls and this and that. We'll get to that later when we talk about some others. But if they bring out a new game for a new company and they try and reinvent the wheel, it's sort of like, no, no, it's already been fixed. Don't yep. just, just stick with what works. You know, There's a lot of commonality now with games. You know, exactly, yeah. Just make them work. All right, so now let's go to WCW, World Championship Wrestling. They've had a fair few games over the years that they were around. Now, 1989, the NES had a WCW Wrestling. Did you ever play? I've played it on an emulator. I never had the original version of it. Okay. 94, did you have a Game Boy? No. Okay. Super Brawl in... 1994 on the Super NES. Again, I've played the emulator, okay. but I've never played the, the real version. Now, this is getting into when we started hanging out. So this is where I come back into the wrestling fold of computer games. We started hanging out. I didn't have consoles. We've discussed this in previous episodes, but you did. Yes. Now, this is... Pr- well, the internet's around, but it's not like gaming was done on the internet. No. So it was all about sitting on the couch and beating your friends. Exactly. Literally beating your friends. Yep. Now, the fact we met each other through wrestling, we went and became wrestlers, quotation marks, but we trained and we had other friends who we were training and we'd go back to your place, we'd drink copious amounts of alcohol and we'd play wrestling computer games. Yes. We'd make ourselves in these computer games because you could do creator wrestlers now and you could play four people. I'm talking, we're getting to the Nintendo 64 era. Yeah, exactly. So we're getting to that period now, so the WCW versus the world from memory was a bit shit. Not as bad as people remember it. But then we had WCW versus NWO World Tour. Which is when they really found their feet, which is the Akai Corporation, which I'm going to cover in a little bit more detail. Yep. Then a, we had WCW bit. Nitro. Now, this is where I didn't have a console, but I was enjoying playing wrestling games at your place. So I went and bought the PC version of this game. Now, it's not the same. No. No, your version on the Nintendo 64 was fine. It was good. There was a lot to do. The version on the PC suck. Well, I think they also released Nitro on PlayStation, mm-hmm. and I can't remember the company that made it. I think it might be Ukes, who went on to do a couple of good games, but the problem they had with Nitro is you either had a generic moveset for yes, smaller you're wrestlers. you're either a big guy or a little guy. A little guy. So if you're Ric Flair, you did Frankensteiners. If you're a big guy, you did Powerbombs. Yeah. That was it. So the, they look like the wrestlers, but they didn't play like the no, wrestlers. which was a real shame. So that was my like waste of money and buying a brand new game for a PC that just did not play Well, I I don't think that was even the worst WCW game. But also, what I realised was, it's not fun playing by myself. No. Like, it's it's not the same as sitting at home, you know, sitting on your couch with all the other guys who are all wrestling each other. That was... Well, yes and no, and I will bring this up again when I mention my wrestling games. Now, this is probably the best WCW from memory. The next one is WCW NWO Revenge. Yes, and that's when we go back to Akai Corporation, who, Mm -hmm. as you said before, once you find a good thing, you stick to it. 
Yeah. And their engine is probably still today probably the best wrestling game engine. Now this was, it's interesting here. So that was an N sixty four game. Yet a year later we had WCW NWO Thunder. Yeah, but that was a PlayStation game. Yes. So they had different ones. Then WCW Mayhem, which I think was similar to Revenge. It was just the newer. Uh, no, no, Mayhem Thunder, and I think you're probably going to mention Backstage Assault. That's the next one. Yep. Uh, they were all kind of on the same engine. Oh, okay. And they were all equally shit. Oh, okay. And I think if WCW CW hadn't have gone out of business based on their poor wrestling booking. The fact that they threw all their money into their video games may have meant they went out of business because of that. Because okay. Backstage Brawl, I think, if you look online for worst wrestling games ever, that gets a mention in nearly every poll that you would see. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's WCW. So now we're going to go to WWE. Yeah, right. There's a lot of games here. Yeah. So I'll go through it pretty quickly. Goes back all the way to Micro League Wrestling in 1987, WWF Superstars in 89, WrestleMania, WrestleMania. Mania Challenge Superstars, WrestleFest Superstars 2, European Rampage. We're, this is only up until 92. So. Yeah, I, actually, I think WrestleFest was the arcade game I was trying to think of before. Okay. Yep. So we go through around 94, there was an arcade game called WrestleMania. Yep. In Your House in 96, Warzone in 98. So this is when we're getting to that yep. Nintendo 64 period now. So WrestleMania 2000, which came out in 99. Go but, figure. Yep. <laughs> Smackdown, Smackdown 2, No Your Roll, No Mercy, Betrayal, Road to WrestleMania, Just Bring It, Authority. This is getting through to like 2002. So it's pretty much just reskinning the games at this point. And I, th- I think the problem was they were releasing a game every year well, just to update did that the rosters. Your Madden, yep. your NBA, jam- or NBA hockey, they bought out a game every year. Yeah. And then that's what you did because the rosters changed and this and that. So if you had a good enough game, you didn't need to change it up no, much because exactly. there is no storyline in it. You, you can create a wrestler, you play existing wrestlers, you got their establishing music, they come out and they got their moveset. So it's not hard to do. And it's sort of pre internet updates memory cards where you go and yeah, you can't well, download the new roster. And there wasn't even DLC in those days. It was once it was on the disc that was That's all you had. Thing. Or cartridge. Yes. Yep. So we're going through those sort of games. Raw, Crush Hour. Don't even remember that one. Crush Hour was actually a monster truck game. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> to, I think that they didn't learn their lesson from WCW with the whole Hulk Hogan and the giant doing their monster trucks on the roof type deal when the giant got thrown off the roof and miraculously was still alive. Great booking there from WCW. But uh, yeah, Crush Hour I think is either a racing game or a monster truck type game. Mm. Mobile Madness. Was that a mobile game in 2003? I don't even it know what that been. was. On the N-Gage, was it? Maybe. Mm. And then we started to get the years. We sort of did a few games in there, Smackdown versus Raw, things like that. And then we started to get Smackdown versus Raw 2007, Smackdown versus Raw 2008, and they yep. just didn't even try and give it new names anymore. It no, just became a, franchise. a name. A, a year. Legends of WrestleMania, was that the super deformed cartoony version? Uh, no, but actually Legends of WrestleMania wasn't a bad game. It did have the problem where it fell into the idea that there was quick time events. So you would be reenacting famous WrestleMania matches, such as Hulk Hogan versus King Kong Bundy from yep. WrestleMania 2 in the big blue cage. Mm-hmm. And when you got to the pivotal bit where the computer realizes that you've got your opponent down to the right amount of, you know, of life left, it, it goes into these quick time cutscenes where it 
it's just a matter of hitting the buttons in the right order and then it would show you an animation version of I think I'd like that it, it's not bad and it was actually the first wrestling game on the Xbox 360 that I got the full thousand oh, achievement okay. points in alright so All Stars is All Stars the is the one? super deformed one and I like that look because it's a very cartoony versions of the characters where the others try to be realistic as possible this yeah. is very over the top cut not over the top but it's cartoony and it was very much more arcadey than wrestling you had your wrestling moves but then when you got to the point where you could do your finisher your finisher was super exaggerated and yeah the whole idea of all stars was it was stars of yesterday versus modern stars now yep. and you could do your classic matchup of you know what would it be if stone cold in his prime got to fight and cm punk or whatever and and they yep. had little storyline set up around things like that but yeah i really like all stars i've still got that that's one of the few wrestling games that i haven't traded in when it got out of date and i do go back and play that every now and then hmm. now so pretty much the only games you get now are the 2k games where yep. it's 2k 14 15 16 so it's just a, but you've got to get your cycle right you don't need to buy it every year as you're discovering it's, yep. it's, it's pretty much don't buy this one it's just a rehash of the last one this is the big jump forward or you know just stick with the old one because now with the internet that you can download rosters you can download creative characters you can sort of update a lot of the things yourself yeah and so just find the game that you like the most and play that one continually this might be a good time for me to jump in and, and just talk a little bit about how wwe 2k came about so following on from the akai games of the sort of early 2000s late 90s thq the publishing company owned the rights to publishing wwe games and yukes who is again a japanese company that had made a couple of good games previously including the smackdown series which was mainly playstation games there's i think it's either the second one or the third one which is smackdown bring the pain which is actually a really good game that was for the gamecube only wasn't it no i think that was a okay. a, um, a playstation one i never had any of the the smackdown type ones for playstation but i have played them and then yeah they went into the smackdown versus raw series but then when they got to 2012 thq brought out wwe 12 which by all accounts is a pretty good game but then i jumped back into the wwe video game world in wwe 13 and i think both of us picked that up when it's it was on sale at one stage mm. and i put an awful lot of time into that game the creator wrestler was probably one of the better ones for wwe games and it actually had something that not many of the other wrestling games that i've played had and it had a creator finisher where you could create your own finisher for your created characters based on animations from other finishers so you could get your set up from one move and the finish from another so you could do like fancy choke slams and double bouncing off the top rope into a frog splash or what have you but it was very good in that way and it also had a story mode in wwa 13 that was reenacting the attitude era yes which that, that's what we, for, for us appealed to me yeah, yeah we were we were big fans of the attitude era so playing a video game where you reenact storylines revolving yeah. around say stone cold versus mr mcmahon or the forming of dx and that sort of stuff meant it was right down our alley yeah. and yeah i played a lot of time on 13 in 14 it came out and i kind of realized that i was still playing 13 so i didn't need to worry about 14 but along the lines there thq filed for bankruptcy and it looked like there wasn't going to be any more wwe games coming out and along came 2k to the rescue and they bought the rights to the wwe games and since then they have released a game a year similar to how you get nba 2k insert name Yep. Yeah, and, and that sort of stuff. So they brought out 2K15 was their first game, which I own on the 360, and it's not a bad game. A lot of it was still very similar to 
13 as far as the game style. But then in 2016, they brought out a revised engine for the next generation of consoles. So if you had the Xbox One or the PlayStation 4 version, the gameplay and the just the way you do things was completely different to how it was on the 360. Now, I bought it on the 360 originally and felt a bit let down by the fact that I'd bought this new game that other than a few different people in the roster, the gameplay itself was exactly the same. Actually less in it, wasn't it? Yeah, well, they took out they took out a couple of modes in in fifteen. You could do, or actually in thirteen, you could do universe mode, and you could create your own storylines, and you could pretty much animate your own show. You could just book it how you wanted to book a whole episode of Raw or what have you. But they kind of took that out and they weeded out a few of the other things and made it just, yeah, a bit of a watered down version. Now, when I got my Xbox One, one of the games that they gave away for the games for gold was the Xbox One version of 2K16. So I thought, well, it's free. I may as well download it. And what they've done to the grapple engine and just the gameplay itself, I think it almost makes it unplayable. They've changed it from a, a simple mash your buttons to get out of a submission to like a, a quick time event where on screen you have spinning circles and you have to match up your two thumbsticks in the direction where the circles are spinning at a certain point to be able to kick out of a, a pin or break out of a submission and it's really fucking hard to do sounds, um, and for me it was it was enough to make me not want to play it because I had gone from shit. <laughs> really enjoying playing these games having I think it was you know, 50 or 60 slots of creator characters where I've just went and made my own characters and as my wife likes to say I just like to play dress ups on wrestling games I never actually wrestle but I had you know all these creator characters and I thought well I'm not going to make the effort to remake them on the Xbox One version if I'm not going to enjoy playing the game yep. so yeah it was a it was a real letdown and since then I haven't actually bought a WWE game on console okay yeah well that being said though there was one thing they did bring in on the Xbox One that they didn't have on the old generation consoles and that was a thing called Creative Suite where you could link it up with your tablet or your mobile and you could take a photo of your own face and then import that into the game. So when you made your creator character, so when I had White Trash, who was my wrestling persona, yep. I could have a White Trash with my own face, which was kind of cool. Yep. But again, not enough to make me want to play the game. Well, going back to that, like I said, we used to sit on your couch, all us wannabe wrestlers at the time. Yeah. And we made ourselves. Yeah. We spent probably not as much as you did, but we all spent a bit of time making ourselves and our characters and what the, our favourite thing to do was we'd play Royal Rumble. Exactly. Where every 30 seconds a new wrestler would come into the ring. Now, when you get eliminated, you pass the controller onto somebody else and you come in and we'd always pop if we got someone good or someone bad. It's like, oh, I suck as this person or whatever. Or we'd play as ourselves that we created. Now, that was a lot of fun. Now, like what was it? WCW Revenge? That, yep. was, that was the good one. And then it was WWF. WrestleMania 2000 was the better version. Pretty much the same game, but just the different roster, but the better version of Revenge. Yeah. That's pretty much where I ended until I got back into it with 13, like you said. It was a free game, so we got in there, and it was fun, and it was good to play the Attitude Era and stuff like that, but you kept going with it. I played to a point where it just got too hard. I was like, yeah, I don't care anymore. Yeah. How much time did you spend playing and how much did you spend creating? I wouldn't be able to give you an hour figure, Mm. but I would say ratio would probably be about (laughs) 60-40. 60 creating and 40 (laughs) playing. I thought so. 
Yeah. And for me, the joy of these games was always being the fact that you could create. So now's probably a good time to give a bit of a rundown of the Akai Corporation. Okay. So they were a Japanese company and they had made a couple of games prior to their wrestling games. And in 1996, they actually made WCW versus The World, mm-hmm. which came out on PlayStation. And I can remember when it came out, I actually bought it for Christmas. I got Christmas money off my family and I went and bought it. And at that stage, I was a bit of a nerd and I wasn't going out very much. And my housemate at the time decided that he was going to go out on New Year's Eve. So I actually sat home on New Year's Eve and stayed up till a stupid o'clock in the morning and played through a couple of the title streams to unlock a bunch of characters. So you could have the US title, the light heavyweight title, the world title, you know, basic stuff like that. And I, yeah, stayed up quite late unlocking all these characters. The strange thing was that at the same time that they made this game they also made virtual pro wrestling on the playstation as well and they've used a lot of the same assets so in the wcw game you've got a lot of you who you would expect wcw at the time so you've got you know hulk hogan diamond dallas page sting Sting, all these sort of people but you've also got a bunch of japanese people who aren't named the same names as what their japanese people should be but they look exactly like who they are they've just got different names so you had you know zushin liger masawa people that you would expect to be classic Japanese wrestlers. But for some reason, the animation sprites weren't exactly the same. So all the Japanese guys were a little bit more muscular than the WCW people, but they all still played really well. And for me, the engine that this is run on is probably the best wrestling game engine. So it's based on a weak, heavy grapple strike sort of thing. So you tap the button to do a weak version, you hold the button down to do a heavy version. So you've got heavy punches, heavy kicks, and heavy grapples. And they kept that going through to 1997 when they released WCW versus NWI World Tour, which again was mainly WCW guys, but a bunch of renamed Japanese dudes thrown in as well. It wasn't a bad game. They then turned that into Virtual Pro Wrestling 64, which was only ever released in Japan but I have got it on my emulator on the computer now since my N64 died. And again, very much similar sort of gameplay. We mentioned Revenge in 1998. They brought out WCW versus NWO Revenge. And at that stage, I was a huge WCW mark. I was getting all the WCW pay-per-views. We were getting people over to watch them. You guys were double dipping your sausage rolls and making me angry, (laughs) but that's a completely different story. But this game, again, was something that I spent a lot of time on. It didn't have a creator wrestler, but you could actually rename your characters and you could change the color of their costume and you could change some of the costumes. So they had generic big guy costume, generic little guy costume, so you could alternate between other costumes that were in the game. So you could change it up a little bit. Then in 2000, you had, or 99, they brought out WrestleMania 2000 because Akai lost the rights to WCW and then they managed to get the rights to WWF, which was probably a bigger deal at the time because I think WWF was huge at that stage. So WrestleMania 2000 came out. It had a really good creator character. It had just decent storylines, really good gameplay, entrances, weapons, all sorts of things. It was really good. From that, using the exact same engine, they brought out Virtual Pro Wrestling 2, which I think, as far as wrestling games go, would be probably my all-time favorite wrestling game. And I bought this on import, and I think it cost me a good amount of money to get it out here on import. When I got it, I then realized that the slot on a Australian 
Australian N64 was slightly different to the, the size of the cart on the Japanese cart. So I then had to buy a different adapter to get it into my machine. And then even when I got it into my machine, I then realized I had to buy a different adapter again because I bought an NTSC copy and I was playing it on a PAL Nintendo. And then I still couldn't get it to work very well. So I ended up buying an NTSC Nintendo. So all up, I think I paid about $200, $250 for this. Okay. However, it still holds its value because when my N64 died, I sold it on eBay and I got 300 and something for it. Yeah. And that was probably a good couple of years ago. So this was probably pre-emulator days. Yeah. So I don't think you would get that much for the cart now. But yeah, when I sold it, I was like, well, fuck me. I've just made a profit on this game and I've played it to death and I've had mm. it for quite a few years. Again, the only trouble with this is it was all in Japanese. So I had to go on the internet and get pages and pages of FAQ translations. So I knew what all the menus would be. Jesus, it's just too hard. But yeah. <laughs> but when you're just a rabid fan, things like this are what you do. More time. Create more time creating wrestlers than you do playing the uh, game. I this, suppose you love this sort of This thing. one, I think I probably made my characters and then I had my set group of characters that I played with. The Nintendo games, you could only ever create, I think it was 20 slots that they had for them. Whereas nowadays, you've got almost unlimited on some games. But yeah, so Virtual Pro Wrestling 2, I put a lot of time in. And then in the year 2000, which was, I think, about the same time that we started wrestling training, they brought out No Mercy. Mm-hmm. And for me, again, was one of those things where it came out and it was this huge revelation because graphically it was so much better than virtual pro wrestling it had a pretty big roster plus it had the opportunity for you to create your own characters which is where we made ourselves and they actually kind of did look like who they were meant to look they weren't just sprites wearing the same sort of colored clothing that we were wearing but it also had a fairly good storyline it had royal rumbles it had something that some of the other games didn't it had persistent weapons so you could bring a weapon into the ring and in the other games you would hit your opponent with a weapon and then it would just miraculously disappear whereas in no mercy you could leave a chair in the middle of the ring or you could bring the stairs into the middle of the ring and then you could choke slam your opponent on the chair and it would cause more damage but there was huge issues with this when we had the power release and the cartridge had an internal memory but the australian release had just shitty memory and it would wipe your memory. I I got this sort of Christmas time uh, December and it wasn't until the end of January that we could trade them in and get better versions that didn't wipe our memories. But what it meant was you would spend all this time creating a wrestler and then the next time you'd go to turn it on, you'd end up with like a blank cartridge and all your your stuff would be gone. But yes, so that's kind of where Akai went with their wrestling games. Now, a little bit after that in 2003, they lost the license to make WWE games. At that stage, they had been working on another WWE game, but because they lost the rights to it, they scrapped that idea. And in 2003, they released on GameCube and PS2 Def Jam Vendetta. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if you've ever played this. I haven't. I've heard about it and I want to. But it is a wrestling game with generic wrestlers and a bunch of hip-hop stars where you get to do kind of... It's kind of a hybrid wrestling fighting game. You still had your pinfalls, submissions and that sort of stuff, but it was... Like Fight Club, though, isn't it? It's not not in a ring. Not quite. That's more... Def Jam Fight for New York, which came out in 2004. So the first one is very much still a wrestling game, but it's kind of like backyard wrestling with hip-hop guys. But then they released a sequel to that in 2004, Fight for New York, which, again, I would put up there in my top five wrestling games, even though it's technically not a wrestling game. But that's using all of the same animations that you would find in the wrestling games, plus it's got a pretty good storyline of you being this undercover cop going into this seedy world of hip-hop and wrestling your way to to finding the big boss and it's got a lot of big name stars pretty much anyone from hip hop around that time is in it pretty much all Wu-Tang yeah 
Uh, yeah, it's got a bunch of the Wu-Tang guys, Snoop Dogg, uh, Exhibit, Red Man, Method Man. Plus, it's got a couple of actors thrown in. Danny Trejo, for some reason. Omar Epps, who was in House. And I think he might have been in New Jack City or something like that. But I just know him from so House. who's the big boss? Uh, the big boss is a guy called Chris Judge, who was in Stargate. I think he's oh, the big black dude with a, the thing like on his head. Or his B.I.G. or anything. Like no. Okay. But yeah, the, the storyline was great. It didn't have a creator character as such. You start off being just a generic character. And as you go along, you unlock extra moves and extra clothes and licensed clothes. So you could, if you wanted to, you could deck yourself out all in Reebok gear or you could, yeah, you could wear hip hop clothes. Yep. And yeah, I, I spent probably a stupid amount of time playing this as well. Oh, it sounds fun. But yeah, I jumped in at the 360. So I missed this game and they never bought out another one. So No, and it's not part of the 360 backwards compatible either. I don't think but for me that was again yeah it's not really a wrestling game but I really loved it as far as what it did because it modernised the Akai games with really fluid animations and just a fun game to play. Mm-hmm. So yes, that that's pretty much the story of Akai. So th- there is only one other franchise that I think I have dedicated huge amounts of time in, yep. and that's Fire Pro. Mm-hmm. So the Fire Pro wrestling series, I don't know how much you know about Fire Pro. Nothing. No, it's Japanese. Yeah, but as I said before, I, I my first Fire Pro that I got was Fire Pro Six Man Scramble on the Saturn. And again, all the menus in Japanese, everything in Japanese, mainly Japanese guys, a huge roster of probably about a hundred and something people but it was never licensed but the fact that the menus were all in Japanese didn't care for me I didn't care if they were written by the real names or whether they had fake names or not but it was just pretty much all of the major federations in Japan renamed to avoid copyright but you could tell who they were meant to be now I remember I played it at your place a little bit Yeah, I just didn't care for it now this was at a time when there were 3D graphics that we were playing our No Mercies and things like yeah, that yeah definitely but this is a sort of more your old classic Street Fighter sort of animation well it's probably even less than Street Fighter, it's so it, it actually looks like an older game, even though it's a it's a modern game by comparison. It actually looks like an older game, but it is a full game. Like yeah, there's a lot in there. It is sprite based mm. rather than texture rendered, I guess yeah. you would say. So it is all animations of these little sprites. But the amount of depth to the game, you don't really care that the graphics aren't spectacular because the game itself is so good. Mm-hmm. And even back in 1996, when Six Man Scramble came out, that had Creator Wrestler, and it wasn't just your generic. Make your wrestler as clothes how you want to put him, give him a moveset. You could actually tweak the logic of how the computer would play this character if you know if, if you weren't creating it, if you wanted to have the, the AI of the computer play it. You could sit there and go, well, he will do heavy strikes or he will do more grapples or when he's down, he will do this and how often they'll go to the top rope and everything. It's down to just minute details. And, and because it's Japanese that with wrestling, American wrestling is all about the show, power moves, big guys, that sort of thing, especially WWF. Yeah. Now, Japanese wrestling is a very different psychology to the way they do it, and this game actually plays to that psychology, doesn't it? It does, because one thing that really shipped me with the later WWE games is you could just get in the ring and do your big power move straight off and the computer would just let you do it. In the Japanese games, especially in Fire Pro and to a lesser extent in the Akai games, it's all based on how you are in the match. So when you first start, you can do your weak grapples and your weak strikes. And if you try and do your heavy grapple, the computer will just block you straight away because it knows that you know you shouldn't be getting in there and doing your, your finisher mm. the minute you get in the ring. And I guess it's for the real wrestling nerds out there. It's all about putting on the really good show 
rather than being like a fighting game. Yep. So you get more out of it if you actually have a bit of a back and forth with your opponent rather than getting in there and just winning. Mm. And that became more of an issue or more of permanent as it went on. So after they did that, in 1999, they brought out Fire Pro Wrestling G for the PlayStation, which I own as well. And again, all in Japanese. And I again, I spent a lot of time playing that. I had hundreds of creator characters on that and all the Japanese characters, which you could actually go in and rename. So I got lists off the internet in the early days of the internet and found out who all of these characters were. And I renamed all my characters, which when you're sitting there with the Japanese keyboard and your buttons on your PlayStation, it's pretty hard to do and it does take a long time. But I, I can remember playing a lot of these games early on when we were first starting with our wrestling training. And one of the good things about Six Man Scramble is you could play six versions of the same character because they had six different colour schemes so you could multiply them. And Australian wrestling legend Crackerjack and I got together one day and we did a six-man battle royal, all Andre the Giant battle royal. And I can remember about 15 minutes in, Cracker just completely losing his shit. And just, That's not like him. No, just deciding that Andre the Giant could eat a dick. And I think this was probably the first time I've ever heard anyone say the expression, eat a dick. But he, just, he said, Andre could eat a dick, I'm not playing this anymore. And yeah, he just decided that Did Andre... Happen to eat ribs that night? No, I think that was a different <laughs> night. But anyway, but moving on, in 2005, Fire Pro came onto the, the then new generation and PlayStation 2 had Fire Pro Returns. And this was actually one of the first games to get an English release. So you could actually get a version that was all the menus were in English, all the writing was in oh, English. you'd be wrapped. And or yeah. were you missing out on No, I, I quite liked it. Again, it was all generic wrestlers, but you could rename them to the right names. But one of the modes they had in this was the matchmaker mode where you could play Booker and you could make the computer wrestle its own show. And then at the end of it, it would give you a score to say, yes, the fans really like the show, you've done well sort of thing. And again, it goes back to the difference of being a fighting game to a wrestling game is it wasn't about winning the matches. It was putting on the most entertaining matches. Yep. So yeah. And then after that, there was a bit of a gap in Fire Pro. And in 2012, they released the Xbox 360 version. And I can remember a lot of Fire Pro fanboys kind of losing their shit going, yeah. You know, when they announced it at E3 that it was coming, yep. they didn't show any gameplay. They just showed the Fire Pro emblem sort of came up on screen and said, coming in 2012, yep. Fire Pro comes to Xbox. You were pretty excited. And everyone went crazy. And then when it did come out, it was an Xbox Live Arcade game where you were just using your Xbox avatar in wrestling matches. And there was no customization. You could change your clothes or you could, as you progressed, you got masks and different mm. outfits and stuff. But really, it was not a Fire Pro. It game. was not Fire Pro. Like, it's not a bad game, but it should never have had the Fire Pro name on it. Yep. But then fast forward to this year, and Fire Pro Wrestling World has come out on Steam, mm -hmm. and we're still in early access on Steam and it's a, a jump back to the classic days of Fire Pro. So it's still got the sprite graphics? It's still it's sprite still graphics. Okay. It's still unlicensed but they get away from that by having probably only a dozen characters as the game when you first start but it has the ability to create your own wrestlers and again a huge depth of moves, options, everything the CP logic, everything down to pretty much you name what you could think of changing for a wrestler, you can do it. Yep. Plus it has the added ability of being online on Steam and you can go through the Steam workshop and you can download other people's creations and I think at last count there's about 11,000 updates on, on workshop of characters people have uploaded yep. and you name a wrestler whether it's a current WWE a current Japan legends from WCW yeah Giant Haystacks is probably in there okay. Loch Ness in, his, in that option is probably there too but 
just think of anybody you can jump seven. online. Yes, yeah. I downloaded seven the other day. <laughs> the only trouble I will say is when I first got it, I went nuts and I went online and I downloaded probably about 600 characters. Oh, Jesus. But then what I didn't realize is once they're all downloaded, they sit in a download file and you then have to individually move them into the rosters that you want to move them into. In one of the latest updates, they've now got a bulk sort of one. So you just tick all the boxes and move it as a group over. But originally when it first started, you had to move them all individually. Ouch. But I don't know what it is about this. I, it hooked me for from the minute I got it. And I don't go on Steam all that option. This is probably one of the, the few games that I've actually bought on Steam. But as soon as I knew it was out, I thought, that's it. I've got to get it. I don't care if it's on early release. I'm going to buy it now. And they've been releasing patches probably once every couple of weeks and in that patch they sort of tweak something or fix something that people have complained about they've added a few more moves every time but you know it's evolving as and you as bought a playing. controller for this i did because initially i was playing it with a keyboard and i realized that my timing wasn't that great with a keyboard now something they do differently in fire pro is the way the grapples work there, there's no grapple button as such you've got a striking and running but it auto grapples when you get close enough to your opponent. And then it's all a timing mechanism. It's it's whoever hits the button first gets to pull off the, the move sort of thing. And as I said before, the, the computer knows where you are in the match. So it, it won't let you just get in there and do your super heavy move straight away because you haven't worn your opponent down. So it's all about working your opponent, setting them up, then doing your finisher. And yeah, it's... It's hard to explain to someone who's not either a gaming mm. fan or a wrestling fan what makes it so good. But for me, Fire Pro, I think probably on a par with Virtual Pro Wrestling as far as what my favorite game is and definitely as far as what game I've spent the most time on. As opposed to what I said before, the whole 60-40 with the WWE games, I think I'm probably about 80-20 as far as creating <laughs> and playing. But the joy of Fire Pro as well is you can just put your creations against each other and just watch them fight each other. And then at the end, it gives you a score to say how good the match was and mm -hmm. i probably watch my game fighting more than i play my game but yeah <laughs> uh, i i know i have a problem but i'm probably not going to stop it's your so thing yes, no, it is fine. my thing hmm. so yes so that's console gaming with wrestling yeah a, a very condensed version there is there is so much I, but yeah there is just there is just so much more i could mention but it's not all your time spent is it you've got a little device that you keep in your pocket. I do. You have a bit of a wrestling connection too, don't you? I do. And I, when I put my list together for this, I didn't think of my mobile gaming, but it's probably more so on my iPad than on my phone because it chews through the battery on my phone too much. But WWE Supercard, yep. we talked about this probably, three? I think it would have been two or three years ago, yeah. and I am still playing it still every playing. day. Wow. They the, still support it? I, mean, oh, yeah. I gave it up ages ago. We're into season three now, so they've updated okay. the characters. The gameplay itself is still pretty much exact exactly the same as it was when it first started. Yep. It is trump cards, really. It's, mm. You have your strength, power, speed, and charisma, and their opponent has their, their their cards as well. And you blindly go into a match where it says, yep, this is going to be a charisma match. So you pick your, your character with the highest charisma, hoping that his points are going to be higher than the opponent's. And mm. it does a little animation of the two cards sort of dancing in the ring, and then one of them will do a move. And yeah, the one with the higher score wins. But simple as it is, yeah, I've been playing this pretty much every day. <laughs> <laughs> for the last three years yeah, and I can't see myself stopping. 
the other mobile game that I did jump into a little bit was the Champions game. Mm-hmm. And Champions is a match three game yeah, with like wrestling. Quest or yeah, like yeah. Puzzle Quest. Whereas you have your match three with your jewels, but you also have an animation at the top of the screen that gives you your wrestlers doing moves on each other. Basically. And I'm tempted to get back into that. I was, but then I found that when I do get back into it, it crashes all the time on me and it's just not fun to play as much. But again, then my phone went, just gets really hot. Yeah, and it does yeah. chew through your battery. But I did go through probably a good year and a half of playing that constantly. And there is one other game on the iOS, or I think it's on Android as well, and that's Immortals, which I did play for a little while. And it's my sort of game in that it's a fighting game, so like Immortal Kombat, so yeah. you know, two people fighting sides, side by side, 3D animation and everything, but really sort of over-the-top versions of characters. So like Paige is like a, a witch and Roman Reigns is like a Roman gladiator and yeah. rocks made of rock, like very literal in those terms. And it's like just swiping left, right, up, down, and it sort of just does moves on each other. But the animation looked fantastic and it was like, I like the cartooniness of it all and the over-the-topness of it all, but I just don't want to be playing those sort of games on my phone. I just That's what killed me. And I think that falls into the same trap that Champions did as well, is it's very much blocked in the fact that you only get so far without spending real money on it because mm. they're, they're free games and a lot of the time you need you know gold or coins or whatever to upgrade your character to be able to get into the next levels to unlock yep. you know different tiers and different stages and yes you do get an added bonus if you log on every day you get like a box of coins or whatever but a lot of the time you really did need to spend actual money. actual money to be able to get to the next level and I think that annoyed me a little bit as well but I don't think I've spent any real money on champions I know I've spent a little bit of money on card packs on <laughs> Mm. When I say a little bit of money, I do mean a little bit of money. Probably, you know, ten dollars, twenty dollars at the most. Twenty hundred. No, I never spent that much. No, no never, never <laughs> that much. It's it's not like I'm one of those people that played Clash of Clans and spent you know a thousand dollars to bet to get you know the decent army or anything like that. Yeah. It was one of those things where it was a free game when I downloaded it. I've got you know a year of play into it, and I thought, yeah, I can sling these guys ten bucks to yep. to unlock a few cards. Hmm. But yeah, as I said, it, it, wrestling games in general is something that I've had a passion for my whole life. Like every gaming console I've had, I've had a wrestling game on. And as I said, there's consoles that I've bought specifically just to get wrestling games. Yep. I know when I was younger and a little less scrupulous than I am now, I had a chipped PlayStation so I could play NTSC games purely for the fact that I wanted to buy Fire Pro from Japan so I could mm-hmm. play it on my PlayStation. Yep. These days, I'm quite happy to play the Fire Pro that's on Steam, which is you know, you could either play the English version or the Japanese version. And I'm playing the English version because it's just easier. Yep. But I don't know. There, there's even some games that have been badly received that I've played and got a bit of time out of, like the Backyard Wrestling Game series I've enjoyed. Yep. And I don't know if that was more the fact that you can play as ICP, so you can be you know, Shaggy and Violent J and go and beat each other up with them or, or what. But even... There's there's another game that's on Xbox called Rumble Roses, which is the cheesiest of cheesy all-female wrestling game yep. where not only can you do finishes on each other's, you could do humiliation moves where basically you're bending them over and showing their bum to the audience and stuff like that. So again, very Japanese, but kind of fun. But I, I'm sure looking at your list, there is a lot more games that we could have talked about. But you also have a list there of the internet's idea of the well, top five is, video games or top 20 video well, games. Well, there's top 20 and I'm just trying to see if there's any here that we didn't 
didn't mention. There's on the Nintendo Entertainment System in 87 was one called Pro Wrestling. So that, that was of that era. That's the one they rated. All the others are fairly modern. Saturday Night Slam Masters. Now, that was rated quite well on this NES. Yeah, well, that that's actually a Capcom game that's a port of the arcade. Yep. And anyone that's a bit of a Capcom fan will know Mike Hagar, Mike Hagar from Final Fight, who was the mayor that was also a pro wrestler in okay. Final Fight. He comes across into Saturday Night Slam Masters as one of the characters there. A lot of the other characters in that are kind of based on real wrestlers, but their names are changed and they kind of look slightly different. But there's a guy based on Big Van Vader. There's a guy based on Cactus Jack. And yeah, it's, it's not a bad game, but it, again, it's... It's got that Street Fighter look about well, it. Well, it's made by Capcom, so yeah. it does have that exact Street Fighter. Now, in this list, number four, they've actually got Def Jam Fight for New York, so they agree yeah, with I, you I agree. that it's one of the better games. Yep. And their number one was No Mercy, which is... We I, agree with. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think... Obviously, you've talked about two other games there's been a lot more time in, but as far as I'm concerned, yes, No Mercy was the most fun I've had playing. Oh, definitely. But it was, you know, with friends. So what was their top five? Uh, five was Fire Pro Wrestling Returns. Yep. Number four was Def Jam Fight for New York. Number three was SmackDown Here Comes the Pain. Yep. Number two, WWE 2K14, which is the one you actually shat on, wasn't it? Well, I don't know. I don't actually have 14. So Okay. And number one was No Mercy. I would agree. Like For me, I would probably say... Fire Pro as a series would be up there with Virtual Pro Wrestling 2. They're, they're very yep. close, probably hard to go which way. Mm-hmm. There's one thing I didn't mention, and it's something that the Akai games did really well, is there's a term in wrestling called selling, where if you keep continuously working one body part, you favor that body part. And, you know, like if you keep kicking someone in the leg, they will start holding their leg and sort of, mm. oh, my leg hurts sort of thing. And the Akai games do that probably a lot better than any other game does, whereas you continuously work one part of the body, your animation will show your opponent holding their leg. And then if you try and do a leg submission, you will get an easier finish from the game because their legs already hurt. And in Virtual Pro Wrestling 2, that's probably the best example of it. They brought it forward into No Mercy as well. But for me, it was just the fact that you could continuously just do lots of wear down moves on someone's leg and then pull out you know, your figure four leg lock or something and put them away really well with yep. with that. Virtual Pro Wrestling also had two stages of finishes where you could do your big finisher or if you then taunted even more once you had your finisher up, you could then do an even better finisher on certain characters. And it was almost a guaranteed win if you got this special finisher which they didn't put into no mercy mm-hmm. virtual pro wrestling also had a mma shoot fighting sort of mode where you could win on points or knockouts which they didn't bring into no mercy but then again no mercy's also got ladder matches and cage matches and and the royal rumble which by far itself as you said before the royal rumble the idea of handing the controller when you get eliminated you give someone else the controller and they then control the next character and luck of the drawers you couldn't select who you wanted to be in the rumble it would just be whoever the computer gave you and you know you might get a great Shawn Michaels come down and everyone will be happy or you might get the blue meanie and probably only two people in your group might be happy yeah. about that but yeah cool. I would hate to think how many hours I have spent on wrestling games I know a lot of the Japanese games that I've played I have spent an awful lot of time with uh, Wrestle Kingdom on the PlayStation 2 I think it was I've played a lot of and that you start off as just your generic Japanese wrestler in black trunks and black boots and you have to work your way up to getting onto the main show starting to get a bit of a fan following before you're even allowed to buy different colored trunks mm. and it follows you know the way the young boys in Japanese wrestling actually work so if you're a, a huge wrestling nerd like I am it's something that you would get a lot of time out of now just to finish it's, now you like your fighting games too yes you like your Tekken's your Street Fighters Mortal Kombat's those yep. sort of games as well more or less 
than the wrestling? Probably less. Less now? Okay. However, I always tend to go for the character that does wrestling moves when I do play the fighting games. Because Tekken coming up soon. Yes, Tekken 7. Has Which a, has actually been released. Okay. I don't have it yet. And they're adding, or some of the DLC is a link with New Japan Wrestling, is that correct? Uh, yes, when it was released earlier this year, they did a tie-in with New Japan. And the character King, if you're familiar with Tekken, is the wrestler character with a Jaguar head for a, yep. for a head. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like the old tiger mask type look, but it, it is actually, instead of being a wrestling mask, it is actually a tiger head. Yep. But he has got a Okada Rainmaker costume that he can have. But now we are getting some New Japan wrestlers adding. Yes, they're bringing Tekken. Takahashi, I think it is, mm-hmm. coming across. And you could actually wear a Bullet Club t-shirt on one of your other so characters So does that sort well. of make you appeal to go, oh, I kind of yes, want to go there? I, yeah. I had thought about buying this before, but the $70 price range has always put me off. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for it to come down in price because the trouble with fighting games is a lot of the time I would buy them when they first came out and then within the next month they would be down to half price. But Tekken hasn't reduced in price. So I'm waiting for that sweet spot where I know that it's going to drop enough for me to to go and buy it. But yeah, this idea of this DLC is making it a lot more wantable, I guess. So yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, we've rabbited on for quite a while. Yes, I think that's a nice insight into you and more than and, and into wrestling gaming but it's not a compulsive list there is so much more but it is that is quite a good insight into what's going on yeah so that's, uh, yeah that's as, as episodes go i think this has probably flipped us a little bit whereas normally i like to throw a topic out to you and just let and you I just run talk with shit it for an hour. but i think for the, the hour of this episode <laughs> this is probably the most i've ever talked on an episode so, so. yeah it, it gives good. you a very good insight into what makes me tick and what you do with your life yeah. <laughs> sit there and watch us create wrestling characters I, I watch the computer play itself <laughs> and i play dress-ups on the computer yeah Fair enough. And that's probably a nice place for us to wrap up here. So okay. if you'd like to drop us a line and tell us what your favourite wrestling game is or tell us that you don't like wrestling games and why you don't like wrestling games, jump onto our Facebook. We are facebook.com slash the Massive Attack Podcast. You can find us on our website. We are the mapodcast.podbean.com or we are the MA Podcast on Twitter. Yeah, yeah and if people want to find you on Steam playing Firebro or whatever. I am Trash71 on Steam. I'm also yeah. Trash71 on all of my consoles, so you can find me on Xbox on Trash71. But I think so far... I haven't put any of my creations in the Steam Workshop, but I'm constantly updating my generic type characters. I've never uploaded anything that's a, a real wrestler yet, because yep. what's the point of trying to create people that already exist when you can make people from scratch? So, Fair enough. Anyway, on that note, Thank yes, you. we are the MA Podcast, and we will be back next month with X. X, ooh. Oh, scary. Ooh, could be could be naughty. Maybe. Ooh. Could be triple X. Could be. Yeah, we could be talking Vin Diesel shitty movies. Oh, okay. We could be Probably talking not. Of things. No. <laughs> I don't think we will be. But anyway, we'll be back soon with X. Bye-bye.